everybody. Welcome back to the Busy Blooming Podcast. For the intro this week, I'm going to keep it quick. I'm going to keep it short because it is just me, Tess, your host, if you guys are new here. Usually in the intro, we have Alexis, our social media manager, and I go through entries from you guys in the Busy Blooming community. It's usually a lot more fun than just me, but this week I'm on vacation. Follow me on Instagram for more details. Um, But yeah, anyway, I'm going to keep the intro short. Won't keep you hostage. But today we have a really great episode with Rachel Vin. We chatted all about nine to five life, not feeling motivated in your nine to five job, feeling anxious at your job, dealing with anxiety and and just a bunch of other good stuff. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear the episode. If this is your first time listening, Busy Blooming is not just a podcast. It's actually our newest platform of Busy Blooming. So Busy Blooming is a place for women in their 20s and or women in post-grad to connect, get resources, and just chat about all things post-grad life, life in our 20s. So we have a Facebook group. Make sure to go join. We also have an Instagram at Busy Blooming. We have a blog, busyblooming.ca, a LinkedIn. There's just a lot going on in the Busy blooming world so make sure to join the community join the network and we would love to have you um so yeah i think that's going to be it for this intro next week we have an episode about everything you guys have learned in our 20s everything alexis and i have learned in our 20s and it's going to be a really fun episode so stay tuned for that next week we'll be back to normal scheduling but without further ado i hope you guys enjoy this episode with rachel and let's get into it Okay, so we're here with Rachel Vinn on the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you for being here. Of course. I'm so excited. I've never done a podcast before, so I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I'm so honored you were your first podcast. Yeah, for real. I've been wanting to start a podcast like maybe in a year or two, so I'm trying to learn everything I can, and you have such a successful podcast, so I'm so honored to be here. Oh, they, yeah, you should. It's so fun. And like, it's just such a good way to meet people. And that's so cool. Yeah. Um, well, we have so much to talk about today. I want to talk about your job, your amazing YouTube channel that has popped off and just so many things. Before we get into it, do you want to just take a second, introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what your days look like so we can just learn about you? Yeah. So I'm Rachel. I'm 24 years old. I graduated from the University of Florida in 2018, so I'm post-grad, like, what is it, three years now, which is crazy to believe. I majored in finance, originally wanted to be a lawyer, but then as I was in the business school, I just kind of fell in love with business as it is, and my family has always had this natural stone company, and I figured it would just make sense for me to join the company and see kind of where that takes me career-wise. And I've just loved it and I've never uh, wanted to leave ever since. So right out of graduation, I joined the company. I had no idea what I was doing um, because I feel like in college, they don't teach you like what you're actually going to be doing. They kind of teach you just like the the concepts. So that was really interesting jumping into the workforce. But yeah, I'm working for my family stone business. We uh, install marble, granite, things like that in uh, new construction, high-rise buildings in South Florida. So yeah, that's basically what I do. I work eight to five in the office. I'm married. That's kind of important, I yeah. guess. Married my high school sweetheart um, in 2019. So yeah, we just kind of have our little life going on. I have a little cat mm-hmm. and yeah, that's basically me. Well, thank you. Your, your job is so unique. Like one thing I love about your content so much is you show so much of it and it's just like a very interesting job and working for your family. Like I want to get into that more because I feel like that must just be so interesting. Okay. So 
before we get into it, a question we ask every guest, and I would love to hear your answer. If you could go back to yourself at 18, what is something you would tell your 18 year old self? So that's an amazing question because it really makes you think. And I think for me, the thing I struggled with the most, and I still struggle with today is worrying and negative Mm -hmm. thinking. So I wish I could tell myself, Hey, Rachel, stop worrying because just because you're worrying about something doesn't mean it's going to turn out better than it would have turned out if you didn't worry about it. So I just wish I would have lived more in the moment and not worry about my future, about my relationship, about my future kids. Like I worry about my future kids. I don't even exist yet. Yeah. Like such a worry wart. I like to call myself. I wish I could just um, tell myself to enjoy my life and just go with the flow. And I'm still working on that to this day, but I feel like I'm making progress every single day. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I feel like something about our generation, I graduated in 2018 as well from university. And it's like, we were so stressed, like at 18. (laughs) Like, I don't know why. For what? For what? Like, honestly, I I feel like nowadays, like, I don't know, maybe it's just because we're older now, but looking at the 18, like 17 year olds, I'm like, you like truly live their best life. Like they're on TikTok thriving. And I'm like, I was just sitting around worrying about everything. Exactly. I feel like I was almost asleep in college. I feel like I was like in a coma or something because (laughs) First of all, I didn't even think about starting a YouTube channel. I wish I would have like Mm. thought about it and like pursued that passion earlier on. And then, like I said, I was just kind of worrying so much about my future and everything in school that I I missed out on Mm -hmm. living in the moment and, and having those raw, spontaneous experiences. So, yeah. Totally. I feel the exact same way. I know. I wish I could just go back and like be more free like I feel like that freedom that a lot of people feel in university like I just could never like latch onto it like I was just always like in my head and I I don't know it's like you're so young at 18 I know we're still so young but yeah it's such like a nice time like being that age I don't know I feel the same yeah of course we want to go back now (laughs) yeah now seeing how stuff turned out I'm like I had nothing to worry about like it was all gonna be fine I know (laughs) everything is fine it's usually always fine so I know this is what we're gonna have to remember when we're thinking about when we're 30 and like worrying about that it's like at 30 we're gonna be like a 24 25 we're fine like (laughs) (laughs) yeah speaking of like stress and anxiety I that's something you're very open about um on your channel which I think is why so many people gravitate towards you you're just like a very open book and very genuine, which is something I love about your content. Um, and I'd love to get into that, like specifically working an eight to five, like you do or a nine to five job. Um, do you find that that's something you feel a lot like working? Like, do you find you get stressed and anxious or like, yeah, I think my job is super variable. So there's some days where it's super chill, not much is going on, no emergencies are happening. So those days are fine. But then you have another day where you have five emergencies and someone gets injured. And yeah, work is definitely um, one of my biggest stressors in my life. And I think starting my channel definitely made it worse because now I'm trying to not only work, but also do this side hustle and kind of manage everything. Mm -hmm. So I did have uh, a little bit of anxiety with that transition, Mm -hmm. but over the weeks and over the months, I've adapted, you know, we're so good at adapting as humans Mm -hmm. and we deal with whatever comes at us. And so I'm, I'm at a better place now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that you said that it's so true how quick we do like adapt to our environment or our stress load. I think when we first graduate, like 
the amount of stuff I could take on, like my stress level, my threshold was so small. I feel like compared to now. And then I'm sure like in a year from now, you can be able to take on so much more at work. And it's just, you adapt. I feel like we do so quickly, which is a great thing, but it creates Mm -hmm. a lot of growing pains and stress along the way. Definitely. Yeah. You had a role change at work. You started in the accounting firm and then you, or accounting section, I guess. And then you moved over to project work. Was that like a source of stress or was that like exciting or what was that like moving? Yeah, it was definitely both stressful and exciting. Yeah. So in both cases, when I started in accounting, like I said, I had no idea what I was doing. I took yeah. a few accounting classes, but again, they don't teach you the software. They don't teach you the day-to-day. So I, it took about two to three months for me to get my my grip on things and learn what I was doing. And then the same thing when I transitioned to project work, you know, it took me two to three months where I wasn't actually being productive. I wasn't contributing. I was just like, yeah, I was just being a sponge and soaking things up and, and trying to learn the best I could. And then like, it's like a light bulb goes off. And Mm -hmm. then on month three, you're like, oh, I finally get it. And I can finally, yeah, actually contribute to the team. I feel like with anybody, whether you're moving in work or you're starting a new role, it's like, you're, I feel like you're not like helping. (laughs) You're just like learning. And it's that feeling can be stressful too. When you feel almost like you just want to catch up and like learn it quickly. So you can actually start like contributing to the success. Oh my Um, gosh. Yes. And you feel bad because like, you're not helping anyone. Yeah. Like in starting that new role, what have you learned? Or like, is there anything you wish you did different? Or are there certain things that like helped you kind of through that transition? Like, yeah, definitely asking questions. Um, Luckily, I work with amazing people who are so nice and, and they didn't mind me asking all those questions. Mm-hmm. So that was a positive. And also just taking the time to like read over documents on my own time, mm-hmm. um, going through the system, the the softwares on my own time mm-hmm. and and being okay, saying to myself, okay, for the next hour, I'm not going to be productive necessarily, but I'm going to study these plans, study these documents. And hopefully by the end of this hour, I understand, you know, 5% more than I did right. yesterday. So just being okay with um, the little progresses that you do see definitely helped me. Totally. And I think like asking questions is such a good one that you mentioned. Cause it's like, it's the worst feeling when you pretend, you know, something and then someone yeah. asks you later down the line, you're like, Oh, it's just like the worst feeling ever. So it's just like, get the questions out. When you do have those moments of stress and like feeling anxious at work or whether it's even like balancing YouTube, like you said, like, are there certain things that you found that have helped you kind of manage that? Like either before work or after work or during, like what has kind of helped you through that? Yeah. So when I was going through a really rough period with my anxiety, I was looking for books online and I came across this book. It's called When Panic Attacks. I found it on Amazon and I highly recommend this book to anyone who's struggling with any kind of mental health. It's so good because it, it gives you real techniques that you can implement in your office life. Like there was literally one example where the guy was like, put your face on your desk so your cheek can feel the desk and just think about that sensation And I did that a couple of times and I was like, wow, this is such a simple thing, Yeah. but it can really break up your, your mindset and ground you in that moment and say, I'm okay. I'm stressed, but I'm okay. I'm going to get through this. And those little techniques from that book really helped me. And then of course you have the obvious stuff, like going for a walk, stepping Mm -hmm. outside of the office, walking around the warehouse, even if it's just for like 30 seconds to get out of your 
office or your environment and just kind of reset. So that's really helped. Yeah. I love that perspective. I think sometimes, and I feel like this at work all the time, it's like stuff truly does feel like world ending. And like, even though we know it's not like, we know no one's going to like die or whatever, like (laughs) in, in the jobs we're in at least, but it's like, it doesn't, matter like I sometimes I just cannot get that perspective of like it's still really stressful regardless that is so interesting like putting your cheek on the desk like it's something so simple and I love that you never would have thought of it yeah like once someone tells you you're like huh this is actually kind of nice because the desk is cold you know you're feeling something cold against your cheek and you're just like huh I'm okay like I'm alive everything's okay yeah and then on top of that Um, If I'm able to, like, if it's maybe my lunch break or something, I just watch a YouTube video. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason why I love YouTube is because it's such like a, it it transforms me into a different world where I can Mm -hmm. just focus on who I'm watching and what they're doing that day and Mm -hmm. forget about my own problems. And then after the video, I feel so much better. Totally. I think like just getting out of your world for like a second is so helpful. Like, even like you said, going for a walk, it's like, just, I don't know, realizing there's like more life around you in like a weird way. It's like, (laughs) there's just like other people living their life and like, it's going to be okay. And I really want to get into working at your family business. Like, I think that is just, I think you're the only person I, I know who like works at a family business. I find that so interesting. Like, what is that like working for your family? Um, yes, there's so much to talk about here. There's, there's pros and cons to everything, right? So on the bright side, I have job security. That's huge. Yeah. Um, I have the ability to transfer departments and not worry about not being productive for three months. Like we talked about, um, Mm -hmm. because hopefully I won't get fired. Yeah. That'd be pretty Um, bad. Like getting fired from your own family. (laughs) Yeah. If that happens, you know, I must've done something terrible. You know, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You also have the plus side where we go on family vacations and I know that my vacation is going to be approved obviously. And I can not worry about that. And then of course, just working with family. Uh, the main person I work with is my dad. So my mom's a doctor and she's actually opening up her own business and practice. So it's mainly just me, my dad and my husband who work for my dad. Honestly, working with my dad has helped our relationship so much because we have something so much in common now. Um, Cause me and my dad are both introverts, right? So we're not the type of people who go out of our way to like communicate with other people. Right. Um, even with our own family members, unfortunately, that's just the nature of two introverts together. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that we have this shared thing is so good for our relationship and it's brought us so much closer. Um, I see him every day. I talk to him every day. Um, I know what's troubling him. I know what makes him happy and, and same for me on the other side. So that those would be the biggest uh, plus sides. But then on the negative side, I touch on this in my blogs and you guys can see um, my stressful days uh, where I have people calling out, people quitting, people ghosting me. I have to fill in. I have Mm -hmm. to step up. And if I was just a regular employee, I wouldn't feel that pressure. I wouldn't have that expectation. But since I, you know, I'm the COO, people call me the child of the owner. (laughs) It's like (laughs) the funniest term, but it's true. Like you have this burden you have this responsibility to fill in and and fix problems that you have no idea how to fix like for example if someone gets injured okay we don't have an HR person because she quit Mm -hmm. so now I have to step in like google what what do I do where do I send him like what's the law you know all that stuff so it's definitely high stress but 
whenever you have a high reward, you have high responsibility. There's always yeah. that trade-off. Mm-hmm. And that's super important to remember. Like in my stressful moments, I think, wow, this sucks. I have so much responsibility and I'm so stressed. But at the end of the day, would I trade that for a lesser reward? No, probably not. It's so true because I think when I want to get into more about working with your family, but I, I love that like high stress is high reward because I think we only see the negative at the time. Like if we work a really stressful job, but it, it is worth it. Like it, it, you will get better and like you just will master it and then go into another job that's even harder, but you will become more successful. And I think yeah. that's a really good reminder and like such a silver lining on all the stress. Like that's a really good way to look at it. Yeah, it's definitely super fulfilling to work for family because when you do solve those problems that you didn't think you could, or when a challenge comes that you're like, there's no way I'm going to overcome this challenge. And then you get creative and you fix the problem. It's so fulfilling. It's so rewarding, Mm -hmm. Um, not just like monetarily and like the job security and things that I talked about, but just internally, you know, we always want to be fulfilled and it's, it's a fine balance, but overall, I love working for family. Um, I mentioned this in a video, but I would never like quit my job and work for someone else. Mm-hmm. If I quit my job, it would be to work for myself, mm-hmm. um, whether it's YouTube or, or whatever I pursue in the future. Um, but that just goes to show that through the thick and thin, um, working with family in my experience has been amazing. Yeah. That's so interesting. Cause I feel like it could truly go either way. It's like, this has torn our family apart and now we hate <laughs> each other or now we're so much closer. And I like from what you're saying, you're so much closer, which I think is so, it's such a unique and special experience to work with your dad. Like that is so cool. Do you find that people like treat you differently? Like, do you find that people like kind of stuck up to you? Cause they're like, oh, she likes me then, you know? Oh, absolutely. Really? 100%, yeah. Oh my God. It's actually, it's actually so weird to be in the, in this position because let, let me give you an example. So let's say there's two employees and they're having a conflict and employee A says that employee B is uh, being so rude and unprofessional and is doing X, Y, Z, and it's unacceptable. Well, I would ask employee C and D, hey, do you witness this? Is this true? Right. You know, outside perspective. And everyone's like, yeah, this person sucks. And I'm like, <laughs> why did no one tell me? How can I not see this behavior? Because employee B, the one acting out, is like an angel in front of me. Right. And, and they're just fake. So it's hard to see through people and see who they really are because Mm -hmm. like you said, everyone's trying to suck up. Um, Not that I'm their boss because I'm literally not, I'm a child, (laughs) but like (laughs) they know that I have direct access to the boss. Mm -hmm. So they know that my opinion matters. So it's Mm -hmm. it's definitely a strange (laughs) feeling to be like as a 24 year old, to feel like you have all this power it's really weird. Yeah. Cause it's so true because truly if someone was like doing something like acting out or saying something rude to you or something like their boss or their boss's boss, like whoever your dad is to them would know about it. So it's yeah, very interesting dynamic. It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you still have friends at work or do you find that it's kind of like you and your dad and then it's kind of hard to like make friends that way? Yeah. You, you can't, at least in my experience, it's never worked out um, because as much as I'm not their boss, they see me in that same light. Mm-hmm. And so they can never be themselves with me. And I totally get that because mm-hmm. I-, I would be the same way. I would never like reveal my deepest secrets to my right. boss, you know? So yeah. And also a lot of the people I work with are older. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have anyone my age 
which is also strange to have all these older people, you know, picturing me in that light that I mentioned. Yeah, before. totally. That is really weird. I'm sure like you're used <laughs> to it now, but <laughs> I think working with older people is like, I think so many people in their twenties, like one of your first jobs is often with not that many people your age, unless you're like at a startup or something. But I, that I just started at a startup, um, last year and it's the first time I've worked with people like in their 20s like everyone's always been like way 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 older than me and it, it is tough to connect with people like you can obviously be friendly but you don't have like co-worker friends that you like go to drinks with after work or anything exactly yeah do you find that working for your family business like you work like you're consumed by work outside of work as well or do you feel like you still have a good balance of like okay eight to five and then we're kind of like done yeah, so I'm that person that's out the door at five o'clock. Yeah, um, <laughs> Love that. I just, I need to leave at five. I'm mm-hmm. brain dead by three o'clock anyway. So mm-hmm. the fact that I make it to five is honestly a miracle. <laughs> so for example, when we go on family vacations uh, with my dad, we talk about work a lot, which is not always fun. But besides that, I'm very good about like leave work at work. And I think working in the physical office helps with that because if I worked from home, I know a lot of you guys that work from home uh, often struggle with separating work and relaxation. Mm -hmm. So I think um, I'm pretty good about that uh, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Like out the door at five. I'm like that too. And like, if it is 5 2 PM and someone sends me a message, I'm like, I cannot be reached. Like I I stopped reading. I stopped reading my messages at like 4 50. Yeah. (laughs) The day is done. I know it's, it's just like, it's so, tap I feel like we like at least in Toronto like everyone's still it's still closed down like the offices and like we've worked from home for so long but it's like I don't know I'm I have never been like had a hard time like keep working like I'm like so done at the end of the day oh yeah those people who are like oh it's five o'clock didn't even realize I'm like are you kidding me I'm like looking at the clock all day (laughs) I've been counting down (laughs) yeah or like those people who just forget to eat lunch like I would never I it's like in my calendar like it's my favorite meeting of the day it's in pink on my google calendar because pink's my favorite color I'm like, it's lunchtime like it's just the best you always go out for lunch in your vlogs and they just look like the best lunches every day I'm like you're living oh the life gosh. yes it's so funny because I get so much hate for it really I also yeah I get those people who are like you're so wasteful like think of all the packaging of all the food that you're buying right um, think about your wallet like think about your health and then I have the other people who are like, girl, do whatever you want, yeah. <laughs> whatever makes you happy. And I'm like, I can't please everyone except for myself. So I actually tried packing my lunch last week and I Saw that. only, yeah, I only successfully did two out of the five days, which is like so amazing for me. That's good. I don't think it's going to last if I'm being honest, because it's I, fine. Yeah. two days is good. Like <laughs> that's enough. Yeah. I'm going to try occasionally here and there, but I'm not going to like force myself um, just to like please other people. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, and we'll get into YouTube stuff as well, but like, it's impossible. Like to people are so like polarizing about like the most random things, like going out for lunch. Like, oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. And your content is like, like I said, like you show so much of your work, which I find really, really interesting, especially because your job is kind of unique. Does your family like, like, how did you, did you have to have that chat with them where you're like, okay, is it okay if I show this? Or like, can I talk about this? Or do you kind of just do everything? So, you're like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So my dad is like the chillest 
person ever when it comes like he doesn't even care like I could do whatever I want yeah and he's like supporting me no matter what which is amazing that's so nice yeah and then my mom is super into social media as well so she completely understands and she's like the more you share the better the more interesting it is the better and so like my family is super supportive um obviously I don't share like the name of my company or the projects that I'm working Mm -hmm. on because I don't want to like jeopardize anything um but I share like more conceptual things and um what I do day to day without sharing like the confidential stuff yeah you have a really good balance I find that you definitely are more detailed like than most people be be, I think because you can be like with your family Mm -hmm. business which is so nice I I think like that's something I'm always so stressed about is like am I gonna get in trouble like for showing too much and at least with you it's like you can just check in and be like is this okay like they don't yeah or if it's not he'll just be like don't do it again and I'll be like okay sorry you know (laughs) I I don't have that fear which again is just a positive of working for family I would totally be like you guys and be super conservative if I didn't know for sure um how my company would respond yeah no absolutely do people at work watch your videos okay so (laughs) only two people at work know and it's so crazy because one of the people uh, she's like a middle-aged woman um and she just like was browsing youtube and i was recommended to her and i was like how in the world like i don't know if youtube connects the dots somehow yeah their algorithm is crazy to begin with so i wouldn't be surprised but she was like oh my gosh i saw one of your like decluttering videos last night and i was like what (laughs) what yeah, I was so embarrassed. I turned red like a tomato and I was like, oh my gosh, please don't tell anyone else. Um, like, I was just so nervous. Oh my God. It's the worst. It's like indescribable when people are like, oh, I watched your video. Even though it's like you're putting it out into like YouTube, which anyone can watch it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like it is still the worst feeling. Like, yeah. yeah. I wish I could like make videos that everyone can see except the people that know me in real life. Literally. I know. I know. You always see those people on TikTok that are TikTok that are like, if you know me, keep scrolling. Like you don't know me. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's so true. The weirdest thing is when you have acquaintances in your life and then you hear through the grapevine that like they have opinions on your videos and they're like, oh, I didn't know she was like that. I didn't know she was into that. Like, I didn't know you could talk to a camera. You don't seem very like sociable in real life. And I'm like, you don't know me. Like who I am on camera is who I really am. And if I'm not that way with you, it's because we're not that close. And for some reason Mm -hmm. I feel close with my 30,000 subscribers. (laughs) I feel closer with them than I feel with you. So yeah, absolutely. It's interesting. Like when you do start vlogging and posting on social, like you are, I'm way more myself on camera than I am like in person. And I've had the same thing. Like I had this um, girl who I worked with a couple jobs ago and I remember way after like I worked there she I ran into her and she was like oh my god like you're so much less annoying in your videos and I'm like I oh my gosh <laughs> I am so offended <laughs> but thank you That's for watching so rude oh my gosh people have no filter and they just say whatever the heck they want it's I know so annoying. it's a weird thing like for sure like I, I can totally understand that people just aren't gonna get it which is fine like people do things that I'm like what are you doing? So I'm like, whatever people aren't going to get it, which is, I mean, it's not a reason to not do it because it's awkward for like 10 seconds. And then it doesn't matter with any of your YouTube channel. So speaking of your content, like one thing I, I really like that you say is like having a meaningful evening, like meaningful mornings. And I'd, I'd mm-hmm. love to get into that with you. So 
I mean, you, you say you have a good work-life balance, like you are done at five. So like, what do you do outside of work, like to make it more like of an intentional time? Yeah. So my, my motto is like one thing. So mm-hmm. do one meaningful thing every single day after work. And over time, you'll realize that you're having a more meaningful life. So mm-hmm. the reason I say that is because I am a person who struggles with um, being super tired after work. And I feel like all I can do is just plop down on the couch, go on my phone until I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make me feel good. As mm-hmm. much as I think I want that, I don't actually want that. And it, it's not good for me. And it, it's just not good. Mm-hmm. So by doing one thing, whether it's cooking a healthy meal, exercising, going for a walk, calling my grandma, catching up with a family member, um, if I can integrate one meaningful thing every single night, I will live such a more meaningful life. By doing that over the last couple of months, I swear it's completely transformed the way I view work. We often look at our work and we're like, oh, I can't even enjoy my night because I know I have to yeah. go to work tomorrow. But Absolutely. That's so stupid. Mm-hmm. It's the stupidest thing ever because we're, <laughs> we're, we're destroying five days out of the seven days a week. And I was so tired of that mindset. So as soon as I started doing the one thing, sometimes I do two things and I'm like, wow, I yeah. didn't even know I could do two things. Totally. So it's just like a, a snowball effect and it's positively changed my work week. And that's why I talk about so much in my vlogs, like just do one thing and you'll realize how much better you feel. Yeah. Ugh, I love that. It's so true. Like I think, I think oftentimes too, that's when people feel burnt out and when I feel burnt out and it's like when you have no balance of like work and being tired from work and then like other things in life. Like, like you said, it's like you spend those like Monday to Friday hours, just like waiting for the weekend, like living five days for two. And like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Do you find that you still like have a good balance of like being with your husband and having time for that and like hang with your family and also YouTube and work? Like, do you have any boundaries or like rules in place, like to kind of get everything done? I see two questions here. The first is, do I feel like I'm balanced? And the second is, how do I keep that balance if I am balanced? Right. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I'm not exactly where I want to be in terms of my balance. I I wish I was more available to the people in my, in my life um, to be able to do those spontaneous hangouts and to be like, yeah, not so strict on my schedule. But the one thing that does work for me is my schedule. So mm-hmm. with working eight to five, having to commute, and then having YouTube and still trying to like exercise a couple times a week and spend time with my husband, um, my friends and my family are often the last thing on my list, which I desperately want to change. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still working on that. But the way I balance everything right now is through my schedule. So if I schedule social time ahead of time, I have no problem meeting mm-hmm. that and like being consistent. It's just those moments where it's like, oh, we're going out. Do you want to come? And I'm like, oh, I can't yeah, totally. <laughs> I have to edit a video or I have to do something. And it's like, oh man, I, I wish you could come out more. And it's like, oh, I know me too. It's like, yeah. oh, I don't know what to do. Yeah, totally. I feel that too. It's like, I'm, I'm the same. It's like, you have no like spot. I have no like spontaneity at all. People be like, oh, yeah. let's go like hang on the park. I'm like, hang on the park. Like, are you kidding me? I have so much it to sounds do like tonight. A, a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's Tuesday. I know. But, um, so to stick to your schedule, like, and be able to say no to friends and like do YouTube and your work and all that stuff. Like 
that's a pretty unique thing. And I don't think anyone can just do that. Like, how do you stay so motivated and like committed to that? Well, it's all about what you prioritize, what's most important to you. So obviously I have to go to my job. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my number two is YouTube. So Mm -hmm. if my number two was being social, I would totally drop YouTube to hang out. Mm -hmm. But my number two is YouTube. And in order to um, fulfill my goals and post two videos a week, Uh, every day for forever Mm -hmm. uh, I need to stick to my schedule and because I'm so passionate about YouTube it makes it easy Mm -hmm. if you're not passionate about your schedule and what you do Mm -hmm. I can totally understand why you're bailing on your schedule if the items on your schedule are your passions you will be consistent but if you're Mm -hmm. scheduling things that you don't actually want to do then you can't really expect yourself to be consistent unless you're like a super disciplined person uh, which may be the case for me, it's just that I love YouTube so much that I would gladly sacrifice a spontaneous night out for right. um, the satisfaction of posting my video and not missing an, an upload. Yeah. Do you find that at work you feel unmotivated at times? Like, do you find it's the same? Like, you really love your work? Or, like, do you have any tips or advice of, like, someone who's feeling unmotivated, like, at their nine to five? Yeah. I think this is not talked about enough, the feeling of, being unmotivated, mm-hmm. I would say maybe 10% of the time I'm super motivated at my work. And that's just me being real. That doesn't yeah. mean I'm not going to go to work. That doesn't mean I'm not going to perform well or, or be productive. It just means that it takes discipline and it takes, you know, I, I rarely want to get out of bed. I rarely want to get dressed yeah. and, and go to work. Um, but I find that once I'm like up and I have my coffee, you know, it's a little bit better. Yeah. And you, you just go through the motions. Mm-hmm. Um, Something that I do a lot is I tell myself, don't think, just do. Mm. Stop thinking about getting out of bed. Stop thinking about these five videos you have to edit. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really helped me. But yeah, I'm definitely unmotivated at work like 90% of the time and it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, Like my, my, my eight to five is great. I love it. Um, I'm so grateful for it, but it's not my passion. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And we don't mm-hmm. have to fall into this mindset of if you're not working for yourself and, and working for your passion, then you suck. It's not true. <laughs> like we yeah. need people to work mm-hmm. in order for society to function. And not everyone can work for their work at their dream job every single day of their life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think this like nine to five life is definitely in social media. Like it's treated as not the end goal. It's like, I used to work a nine to five and now I'm, you know, living my dream (laughs) life or whatever. And it's like working. And I love what you said because it's so true. Like I feel the same way about my job. Like it's a nine to five marketing job. I'm not like obsessed with it and like wake up every day, (laughs) jump out of bed, like so excited to turn my laptop on. Like it's quite the opposite actually. I think that the difference is like, when you're working at something like YouTube, you're motivated or you're fueled by motivation. At your nine to five, you're fueled by discipline. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to just be disciplined and not like super motivated and passionate about your work. It's like, like you said, you still have to do it. And I think- Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's- And it's okay to be like, the reason I go to my job is because I need the money. Like, it's okay. (laughs) Totally. And that's a good- We all need the money. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's like- I mean, like, yeah, if you weren't making money, 
at your nine to five job, like no one, we wouldn't, you don't work there for the fun. Like you work there to get paid. And I, I think that's right. like a very normal thing. And I, it's great. Like it's great getting paid and having a job. Yeah, like it's it not a bad good. thing. <laughs> yeah. And I think like you, something that's helped me at work too, is like, I have so many days where I'm like, oh my God, I just like want to be over this is like, like you said, just like doing things and getting it done like setting a timer for an hour and being like I'm just gonna quickly get this tax done and then I don't think about anymore Mm -hmm. I think that's like what you said is a really good piece of advice like just do it do you see yourself working a nine to five forever or do you think like you said you are trying to kind of work for yourself I definitely don't think I'm gonna work a nine to five forever um I hate sitting at a desk all day, even though I have a standing desk, which is amazing. You should get one if you don't have one. Yeah. Everybody listening. Yeah. I don't think it's for me long-term. Like I can't imagine myself in my fifties, like working Mm -hmm. in in an office all day, but if that were to happen, like it wouldn't be the end of the world. It would Mm -hmm. be okay. Uh, I think for me, what my plan is, is uh, my husband and I are planning to have kids maybe Mm -hmm. in a year or two years, Mm -hmm. who knows? And I think once that happens, I'll kind of take a step back and reevaluate. Do I want to stay home? How much do I want to stay home? Do I want to keep working my eight to five? Do I want to keep doing YouTube? Both, neither, which one? And kind of just go from there. But Mm -hmm. for right now, I'm okay with how things are. Um, Like I said, I'm still working on my balance with um, being social with my family and friends. Mm -hmm. But besides that, I'm I'm happy Mm -hmm. and and I'm good where I'm at right now. Yeah, totally. I, I love that. I think it's so special, like when you do decide to have a family to be able to spend time like with mm-hmm. your kids, like that is such a magical time, I feel like in life. And like, how lucky is it to be able to like spend all that time with your kids? I think that's just amazing. Yeah, that's one of the main reasons why I started YouTube. Um, I like mm-hmm. to plan way ahead. So I started thinking about my future and I said, well, what if I don't want to go into the office five days mm-hmm. a week? you know, when my kids are super young. And so I started thinking, well, what can I do? Mm-hmm. And YouTube, which was like always a dream, was just like staring me at the face, staring mm-hmm. at me in the face. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And thank God everything's working out. Mm-hmm. And it seems like people are interested already in what I'm putting out. Cause I was expecting it to take three years, which mm-hmm. is why I started so early. Um, Cause really my end goal was to be able to make a little bit of money and be able to stay at home with my kids. If I wanted that at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your channel like <laughs> exploded. We, we had this group chat of um, a few other uh, girls who work nine to five. And when you said you started your channel in February, I almost like spat out. I was <laughs> drinking of water. I was like, what? Yeah. Oh honestly, God. it's just from one video that took off. Like, by the grace of God, it literally, it's at 600,000 views right now. And that video just completely took off for me and completely grew my channel. And if it weren't for that video, I have no idea where I would be right now. But I think that video definitely uh, propelled my growth. And uh, ever since then, I've just been making more work videos, day in the lights, you know, that's what people want to see. And honestly, I enjoy filming them. So I'm just so grateful to be where I'm at. Yeah. And I think that video definitely did like yeah, like you said, like propel your growth, but I, I, I don't know, people go viral on YouTube all the time and they don't sustain their audience like you have. I think you're, you have like consistently engaging good content. And I think that's why you have done as yeah. well as you have. You definitely have to keep the momentum going. Like you can't stop. If you have a video that takes off, you have to keep going. 
-hmm. and take advantage of that momentum. Like that video is still getting me a couple thousand views a day today. And that was posted like six months ago. Yeah. So yeah, it's YouTube is crazy. It's like a whole different world. It is. I know. And you're killing it. (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay. I think that was everything I wanted to talk to you about. This was so fun. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah. I I really love this. This was so fun. I'm glad to chat with you. Yeah. Plug all your stuff so everyone can go watch that video, subscribe to you, your Instagram, (laughs) everything. Like where can people find you? Yeah. So my YouTube channel is just Rachel Vin, V-I-N-N. And my Instagram is just (laughs) at rach.vin. And I think that's everything that I have. Oh, I have a TikTok. I think it's like Rachel Vin or something, but I don't really post on there. Um, But yeah, I appreciate everybody listening and really enjoyed this. Yeah, of course. I'll link your your Instagram in the show notes as well. Um, But yeah, well, thank you for your time. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.